Hey there, everybody. This is Manning again from Gone with the Wind, the host, yada, yada. You know me. You know my voice if you listen to this podcast. I wanted to begin before we actually start the podcast. This is a little tag at the beginning I wanted to do because this was recorded before those crazy BAFTA nominations. Let me tell you. Um, so PGA wasn't out, DJ wasn't out, and while DJ and PGA, besides maybe Borat making it into PGA, being kind of like run-of-the-mill, we've seen it before, some nice indicators, BAFTA went balls to the wall, as the saying goes. Uh, movies that weren't even in the short list, like, um, Rocks, um, Calm with Horses, or County Line, it was very kind of indie-centric, almost. There was a lot of, uh, great, you know, you know... There was some great love for international films, a celebration of that, but there wasn't a lot of run-of-the-mill, let's have these big Oscar campaigns or whatnot. The the Baptists really made it their own. They had some, like, you know, really fantastic nominations in, in its way. Um, there were some lesser-known people that managed to make it in, and now I knew that the Baptists had the new format they were doing in order to make sure that, you know diverse films could triumph or diversity could triumph in the end because BAFTA if there was anyone that's almost wider than Oscars it's definitely BAFTA um and that's not the case this is an incredibly diverse list and I am kind of my jaw is dropping at the people that didn't make it here's a list uh this is from Deadline here's a list of people that ultimately did not make it in the end that were kind of front runners in their category or at least people who were like oh these are these are almost certain to get in uh right but we have, not on Baptist list, are Carrie Mulligan, Gary Oldman, Viola Davis, Amanda Seyfried, Amanda Seyfried, Sasha Baron Cohen, Olivia Colman, Glenn Close, Sophia Loren, Jodie Foster, Delroy Lindo, but poor Delroy kind of wasn't there. But, you know, uh, those who are looking at also director, we have Emerald Fennell didn't make it, Shaka King, Aaron Sorkin, David Fincher, and Spike Lee, but we knew Spike Lee probably wasn't... Uh, Getting the love that he needed. That movie kind of has fallen off the list. It's fallen off at the very end. Um, like, this is honestly bananas to consider the amount of smaller films. And I'm just kind of happy also that I'm a, I'm a big fan of White Tiger. I'm really happy that White Tiger managed to uh, get some love at the very end of the day. Um, there were a lot of things on social media, if you saw, where people were like, oh, <laughs> they're like, the Baptist chose violence. And... While, obviously, it's an exaggeration, uh, I think it's kind of hilarious the fact that they kind of just said, you know what, we're going to do our own thing. Forget those frontrunners like, you know, Mank. We're going to nominate things like uh, The Dig, and um, which I still need to see, by the way. It is kind of fantastic, um, the fact that some of these lesser-known films, like, I haven't even heard of Rocks until this point, and now it's one that has gotten it. It's tied right now with Nomadland for the nominations. That's which to me is an amazing, you know, they they both lead the pack with like seven nominations, I believe, with Nomadland and Rocks. And Rocks isn't even in the contention for a short, isn't even contention at all for any, uh, to my knowledge, for it's on the short list. So it's not even in the contention for the Best Picture Oscar at the Oscars. So this is kind of their own thing by kind of cementing, you know, themselves as stepping away from the Oscars. This is like their own this feels like their own. Now, if you look at some things like leading actress, all you have is McDormand and Kirby managing to make it in. What does that mean for someone like Andre Day? What does that mean for, you know, Viola Davis? Or what does that mean for, um, uh, uh, uh Carrie Mulligan, especially, too? Um, you look at everything else also, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, some of the people that, uh, Adarshqua, uh, Guavra, I can't pronounce his last name, but Guavra, 
Uh, well, well, I'm not going to try. But, like, him making it for White Tiger made me really happy. But, like, you have other people that are making like, Steven Yeun uh, for, for, for uh, Minari, Gary Oldman for Mank. It is their own thing. Uh, supporting actress is, like, ridiculous. Maria Bakalova Baklo- from Borat's subsequent movie film is the only one to make it in in every single one. Like, her and Woo uh, Jong-yeon from Minari seem to be the only ones that are somehow making it in almost everywhere, but Minari didn't make a showing, of course, in the Golden Globes, but that's the only other one that manages to make it in somewhere, because you have other places like Rocks, Calm with Horses, and then, of course, Dominic Fishbach for Jews and the Black Messiah, which is a fantastic one, uh, mention, and also makes me happy as Alan Kim and Paul Racy for Supporting Actor managed to make it in, another fantastic inclusion, I would say. It is just a complete... It, 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 it's bananas. It's truly, I have nothing else to say on the fact that it's bananas. Uh, and then, you know, I think maybe having these small, these small um, committees that kind of vote on specific categories, I think that really helped expand and highlight films that aren't exactly in the collective eye too much. Because again, you have some of the smaller films being able to make it in. Um, you know, you have some of the, when you get to some of the lower categories, it's, it's kind of more, you know, run of the mill. And I'm not sure if the committees well, I'm not sure if cinematography had its own committee, editing, casting, etc. but I know the directing and the acting categories did. And from that, we got some amazing, really un, very like, you know, almost unpredictable nominations. Cause I would like, I would like to see anyone look them in the eye and said, rocks, this movie would get the same amount of nominations as Nomadland and tie for that top spot. It's kind of, it also shows the staying power of Nomadland, the fact that that was one to be able to carry over, but also how the BAFTAs, if it's something they continue, it's just kind of exciting to see what changes they could, we could expect. And no, I'm just rambling at this point, but I just wanted to point that out because this is something that was all a buzz um, when it comes to uh, Twitter, film Twitter specifically. And I wanted to point that out before releasing this, because again, this podcast was recorded, um, I think, right before the Critics' Choice Awards was coming out on Sunday night, uh, which again, we did not recover that because we knew it would be a, num- a mute point to record all that. But man, I can't wait to talk about Baptist later this week, so expect that, as well as an um, Oscar nomination podcast later this week. I'm looking forward to do that with uh, the guys. Thank you all again, um, and this is an incredibly diverse list, and I'm so happy that we were able to have something that felt different, fresh, and like completely out of nowhere. Um, and yeah, here's the show. <laughs> Man, BAFTA was crazy this year, wasn't it? Ugh, I love it. This is kind of like, maybe maybe next year as well. We'll see. Anyway, uh, here's the show. He's looking at you, kid. You're going to need a bigger boat. Right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close I'll have what she's had. Boss will be with you. Welcome to another exciting, super quick episode of Gone with the Wind. Cue the music. Hey, everybody. I am Manning, the host of Gone with the Wind, the show about award shows where we talk about you. Wait, nope. Mm-hmm. This is why I try to go too fast. Hi, everybody. My name is Manning. Today, I am the host of Gone with the Wind, the show about a, sh- a war. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a. 
it's not a podcast unless I forget. It's the show about award shows that we talk about. You guessed it, award shows. Um, but anyway, thank you again for joining us in this quick episode. Uh, by the time this has already been airing, the critics' choices have already transpired. We're not going to do it live because I want to try to edit some things. We'll do some lives every now and then, but for the big ones. Uh, but for critics, critics, while it gives us a nice overview of what the critics say, has no really bearing because the crossover is non-existent. Um, but... Anyway, thank you all for joining us in this spectacular episode. Hopefully, if I did all this right, this is now up on the ninth. Uh, so, knock on wood. Insert knock on wood. Up, 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 up. Uh, anyway, thank you guys again. And I have an esteemed panel today as we rock and roll through this because I got a skedaddle in the next 45 minutes or so. So, we have Baker Mayfield. Whoa! Wow. I don't know how Baker Mayfield talks. I can't believe that that he would grace himself with our his presence, Manning. I mean, this is amazing. You, First, you look very speak. different, Baker. Yeah, I'm a lord. I don't know how tall he's Baker Mayfield. Six one. Six one. He looks I mean, a little tannish. Make Baker. Did you get a tan? Back up. I, I did. What? Okay, everyone. If you don't know, that's Abe. It's definitely Abe. Abe, did you say? How tall he was, and then you said six one. Oh no, Baker Mayfield, not me. Yes, but did you did you say that Baker Mayfield six one? Yeah, he's like six. Or That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, this is exactly six <laughs> one. That's impressive. Oh, I know anyway, that. oh no, you knew that. He's, yeah, he's undersized for the quarterbacks who are usually six four. You know, <laughs> man, I'm short. I'm only I'm only six eight. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm only five eight. I'm not six eight. If I was six eight, man, I'm so tall. I'd be a whole foot taller. No, I'm five eight. I know. I can't throw a ball to save my life. Anyway, we have Dan. Hey, welcome back. Hey, I'm glad. I'm glad just to be on with Baker Mayfield. I mean, it's it's such a privilege of mine, you know. And Richie McCall. Richie I mean, the McCall, good thing is, for joining. The good thing is, they all know the ref- my name's reference. So. Is he? Isn't no. he that rugby rugby player? Yeah, from the All Blacks. Ah, I listen. I googled <laughs> that right now. <laughs> she did oh, rugby player. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know enough about. I can just say my name's. Uh, hi, I'm Eli Manning. Um, so that's, I don't know. Anyway, thank you all again for joining us today uh, for this episode of Gone with the Wind. I'm not sure what number it is right now because right now I'm still editing uh, Dan and I's special uh, for Sundance. So either this one will go up first or uh, this one. So you're going to find out which one. I don't know. You'll find out. But anyway, uh, thank you guys again for joining us today. Last week, literally almost a week from now, um, the Golden Globes happened and they gave us some kind of predictions that we kind of thought was going to transpire and... We had some big shockers of the night that kind of are in Golden Globes fashion. What in the world are they talking about? What in the world are they doing? Ah, it's the Golden Globes. Um, and then also we're going to be talking about some of the stuff we're going to be seeing this week. We got PGA nominations. We got DGA nominations. We got BAFTA nominations. And tonight we got Critics' Choice Awards. And while that has no... Uh, uh, I doesn't really tell you what's going to happen with certain things. It is, of course... Um, uh, it is of course something we want to talk about because it is about movies and we want to talk about movies so first off we're going to talk about the Golden Globes that happened last week pray tell what did you guys think of the show overall what did you think about this virtual nature I watched the beginning where we had uh, uh, I forgot who wait who was it the two people at the beginning uh, Jane Lynch hey, oh. Amy Poehler no who was the before like the, the red carpet the quote unquote red carpet we had Jane Lynch and who the other person there I can't remember I don't know her name I, I, she she can seem a little awkward to me if you ask me I don't know what her name is though 
I'm not positive who it was, but they were over there, the red carpet. And after that, we went right into the show. So tell us, what did you all think of the Golden Globes award show? Dan, you just talked and tell me a little more about what is it? What do you think of the virtual award show they did this year for the Golden Globes? Well, actually, I did pretty good until people that I didn't guess started winning. So then I didn't do as good. Uh, no, because <laughs> I was doing a tally. I was actually keeping a tally, and then I had to go to work. So, But uh, Shockers, I actually picked one of the Shocking Awards. Uh, uh, Rosamund Pike won, and I picked her. And you guys you know, you gone guys, with that. You guys were picking her. Uh, another one that was kind of a surprise was uh, – Jodie Foster for Best Supporting Actress. I don't think any of us saw that one coming, even though I told you guys I thought I, I, she, she was great in the movie. But I think one of the big ones was Andrew Day in Best Comedy or Musical. Absolutely. I, I think that was the one of the, if not the biggest. I mean, those three are the biggest. Song, none of us had song. That was like. No, uh, I think that was all for all of us. That song from uh, was at the bottom of all our list, if that's yeah. if that's accurate statement for all of you. Yeah, I added at five on my list, so I had nowhere. I'm like, are you kidding me with Song of the Mountain? Because, like, yeah, I think we all got that one wrong. So, Richie, I mean, Malcolm, excuse me. Sorry, Richie. I mean, Malcolm, I mean, uh, uh, no, Malcolm, tell me a little more about what did you think of the show overall? Did you think it was good? You're like, oh, you should do this more often, for instance. You know, how did the Zoom virtual hangout chats for the Golden Globes work, in your humble opinion? Yeah, I mean, I didn't get chats at um, watch the actual show, watch various clips here and there. Mm. Um, but um, like, I don't think the Zoom for the award shows works well no. uh, because um, because like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, who are usually are quite on sync with their comedy bits and that, they seem there's times they seem to be talking over each other. Although I have to say I did love their opening monologue, um, when they had the fake, when they had the random person's arm come up with it. Uh, but it's like, and also when they lit the fire under the um, the um, HF hot, the foreign press um, with their monologues, it's just. They did everything, um, Ryan, and I think I know. I don't think anyone expected them to go that into the controversies of the Globes that early on. But I mean, there was moments in which, like um, Daniel Kaluuya, forgot to unmute himself when he Ooh. went to accept his award. Um, and, but it's little mess. I mean, like it worked for what they needed to do. Which is, good and it's good they got like um essential workers a chance to see um a show um, at both locations i love that so i love that daniel you did me dirty that was a great moment i love i love all the people that i didn't realize were british i mean i knew daniel clue was british but hearing it again i'm just like man how are you british um mr mayfield Oh yeah, Mr. Mayfield, uh, Abe. I'm just gonna call you Abe. Sorry, Mr. Mayfield. May I call you Abe? Uh, yes, Abraham. Please. <laughs> Thank you. Um, would you mind telling us a little more about what were your thoughts on the Golden Globes? Did you watch it, or were you, you know, just watch clips of it later? I watched about five eighths of it because I'm gonna be honest. I got bored with the Zoom thing. <laughs> I was not a fan at all. 
I did not like it. I thought it was weird. It's just weird. Like, see, see people on, your, on their screens. Like, if I want to watch that, I'll video chat with somebody. I don't know. It's, just feels weird and I don't like it. And also as Malcolm said, like the comedy bits between Amy Pollard and Tina Fey were like kind of off. Like I yes. watched the after like the fourth award I think I watched and then I on to Sasha no. What was the last one I watched? Uh did you watch Tracy Morgan? Uh, did you watch Tracy Morgan Abe? Yes I did. What Tracy Morgan <laughs> Yeah and I I just got bored from it. Like I was like, oh, I'll check the rest of the winner. Yeah, because I saw Chloe Shao winning director. I saw mm-hmm. Sasha Baron Cohen winning the the best comedy musical. I think that was the last speech I saw. The the last Sasha Baron Cohen win. I think you were close farther than five eighths. Honestly, you might have been six eighths. Really? Yeah. Okay, whatever. Because so they ended right almost right on time. They were literally like only a yeah, few minutes over. Going, yeah, because I was watching the awards and like everybody was putting music on, especially the producers and stuff like that. So, yeah, which, I, was, can I... I was just, I was not a fan of that. I, I didn't like it at all. I'm not going to lie. I'm a big, I and I, well, here's my two cents on the matter. Uh, I enjoy the opening monologue a lot. I love some of the big digs that they took. Every single bit they had in between was completely unnecessary, in my humble opinion. Uh, that one was just, it was not good. Not 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 good by any stretch of the imagination, in my opinion. I'm not sure if it was because a lot of stuff was via Zoom. Uh, also, just, it, it did feel off. I like some of the stuff they had. Like, I love seeing all the little boxes of, you know, the people there and then seeing their reactions. It was different, and I enjoyed the, just how they tried to adapt. That said, I obviously missed the camaraderie of people actually being there. Just think of what it would like to have been, you know, I mean, the, the, let's, let's be honest. The, the, one of the best things was seeing people's backgrounds and exactly what in the world. Where are they right now? I think that was the coolest part. But overall, I I am looking forward to the day when we can have it back to a normal, which hopefully by next year we will have that normal. Um, uh, um, we'll have the normalcy kind of a little more when it comes to award shows. When Jodie Foster and them won... There, she's sitting in her pajamas with her dog, and then when she went, she kisses her wife and stuff. I was like, I had no idea if she was in PJs until someone pointed it out because I thought, like, wow, look at that fancy outfit she has on there. And then thinking, oh, that's just fancy PJs. Also, did you notice in the background of Aaron Sorkin's he had a very old timey gramophone? No, he kept on drinking shots. Oh, he kept on drinking shots. My first seeing his background, I'm like, wow, those all that is, is that his entire family? Did he and his wife had so many daughters or something in my mind? I'm like, wow, but no, that's not what it was at all. Yeah, I mean, one of the awkward bits with this one is from what I've heard is like before they went to the ads, they had a random shot where they had um, five, five random people on screen, maybe queued up, ready to present an award, just talking. It's like, I don't think they had any plan with the tour that just put them on like talk about something react to something yeah it was i think at the end of the day it was awkward i think daniel kaluuya's acceptance speech at the beginning was kind of it, it was proof of that how just like and we didn't have a lot of mute jokes i think quote unquote that was like the first fiasco we had and one of the only ones thankfully they kind of whether it was on his end or the hollywood forum press's end either way they fixed it and we didn't have any other difficulties after that. Uh, but can I just say the fact that we all, I don't know what it was about this that I found hilarious, but we all had like, um, 
uh, oh, what was that song? Eo, Eo, so, oh, what's that one for song at one? Um, Eo, so I think it's Life Ahead. Yeah, Life Ahead. It translates to sweet, right? Sweet or something? I think it's seen. 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 Yeah. Like, I, I was, I mean, that was probably one of the, the biggest shockers in the sense of like, that was my number five, but, um, just because this might be the actual, for those of you, do you guys, did any of you know, um, uh, um, oh, what's her name? I'm going to check right now. I want to make sure I got her name, but like the, uh, Diane Warren. thank you, Diane Warren, the American songwriter who has not won a single Oscar Oscar just yet. Um, she's been yeah. nominated countless times and who knows since there's no big, song this year sweeping this could be the year where they're like let's just reward diane warren after all these years well um, i just want to say did they nominate the song from um fight for democracy because that song's a good song go listen to that song i think you guys will agree that that could win an oscar if it gets nominated it's on the short list it didn't get nominated at the globe so obviously it couldn't win but that song for fight for fight for democracy is a pretty good song mm-hmm. um so, question I have along for you guys: If you had to pick one surprise, uh, one surprise, and one of your favorite wins uh, slash acceptance speeches, where you're like, "Wow, I love this win, and I love this person's acceptance speech," uh, tell me, Dan, what is your favorite win, or uh, what's your favorite win slash acceptance speech, and what was your um, uh, uh, most shocking win? Well, I I I, I was pleasantly surprised when uh, Rosamund Pike won. But what I love what she said was um, she she says, well, this is a this is a damnation about the American uh, medical whatever community or whatever uh, the health community of senior citizens and this is that and the other that that I could win for this role and all this stuff. And she, she was kind of funny in, in, in her way, like giving giving throwing shade on American health, uh, senior citizen homes and all that stuff. So she was kind of, but Andrew Day, what a great speech, but also a great, great surprise to see her win. I don't think any of us had that one. Those are the two that kind of stood out for me, but I also did like Jodie Foster too. So, uh, I want to call you Rishi Malcolm. What about you? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, for me, um, the biggest surprise was Andrew Day winning. Like, I don't think any of us had her, um, and, and the, our conversation, um, but um, for me, my favorite acceptance speech is probably um, Sasha Baron Cohen's when he was thanking like his co star Rudy Giuliani, just throwing shade at Donald Trump for the last time. That was just really fun. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens because, um, not that I don't want to suspect that, because from what I I wouldn't be surprised if this um, resurgence of like Andrew Day winning. I mean, Danny Kluder wasn't really a surprise, but I wouldn't be surprised if any of this was in response to the LA Times article and where they got a lot of extra votes for Andrew Day coming that um in between when the nominations closed, just to try and make it look like they're more inclusive. But I I don't know that whether that or not that's true. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think they've uh, done that that quick, Malcolm. But I, I mean, it depend. I need to know what the I need to know what the cutoff date was. Uh, but somehow, some way, they they easily they liked the performance enough to give it. Uh, she's maybe, great. 
It's yeah. Great. It's on Hulu and, right now. If you have Hulu, either any yeah. of you guys have Hulu, it's on Hulu. It's, she's great in it. What might have been the case is that she might have been, I know it's not ranked voting for the Hollywood Forum Press, but for what might have happened was that, you know, they were like, oh, I can't choose between, or like, you know, hey, we've given it to Francis, we've given it to Viola. Ooh, Carrie Mulligan would have been a great choice. Ah, oh, but you know what? Uh, Andra Andre Day, whichever one, I'm not sure. But like, I'm gonna, let's give it to her. And then that might have happened. Because um, yeah. I don't see, I don't, I, I don't see Viola Davis or Francis McDormand getting this because while their performances are lauded and heavily critic, you know, the critics are uh, uh, rightly honoring it. I don't see that, you know, maybe though, I don't see them giving a second or a uh, third respectively. Uh, but anyway, uh, Abe, what about for you or Baker Mayfield? Uh, tell us a little more about, uh, I'll stop now, I promise. But you guys are the ones who put those on your names. Uh, Abe, tell us, what about you? What is your favorite uh, award uh, slash acceptance speech? And what was the biggest shocker for you? Uh, award? I guess the social burn coin is Malcolm. I thought that <clears throat> that joke about uh, what's the name of the guy? The... Giuliani. Giuliani. Yeah, I thought that was the funniest. I laughed so hard when watching that. And because of, I have to say, Jodie Foster. I don't think nobody saw it coming. Well, I didn't because I was, I haven't heard of that movie. Well, I heard the name, but I don't know what it's about or anything. I guess something it's about somebody about in Maritani. Uh because I think we were thinking Glenn Close, maybe Amanda Seafred, maybe even uh what's uh Olivia Coleman. But no, it came out Jody Foster. I guess it was kind of a popular contest. The most fa- well, Glenn Close is kind of famous, but you know, the most beloved. But yeah, I, that was the biggest also the song one. I was chucked for that one. I was like, whoa. I remember the time when we say uh, the life of has, has no chance in the last podcast, and well, it did have a chance. So I guess those two were my. You forgot who wrote it. Yeah. We probably would have picked it if we had had any inclination that she hadn't been winning and that they want to mm-hmm. give her one. But I mean, the song like could have been the same thing as what we t- what you were saying about um, like um, drama actress. Like they probably. Saw the two of those songs being really similar in tone, just for we'll give it to this one because we like it enough. I don't, uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing exactly what some of the other you know, uh, what critics tonight give for song. And, um, uh, is well, is Diane Warren even nominated for song? Do you know, for critics, she was nominated twice in uh, in, in the Globe, so I don't, I, I would imagine, I think she wrote two of the songs, I th- it's two of the more popular songs. Considering everything, I think I'm. I'm. I'm looking that up right now. Perfect. So you get there first. But I want to add. I'm there. Go ahead, Malcolm. Uh, Yeah. So the for Credit Choice Awards for this song, it's everybody cries from the outpost. Fight for you. Um, Hussar Vic from Eurovision. EO side from the life ahead. Speak now from one night Miami and Tigers and Trees. So, so she not... is dominated again at the Critics' Choice Awards. Okay, yeah. she could build momentum lot... at least. I just want to add one more thing, Manny. A lot of Brits. If you if you kept track, it was a lot of, of the Brits. accents. Yeah, that that one. You know, John Boyega, Daniel Kaluuya, Rosamund Pike, Sasha Baron Cohen. A lot of Brits. Uh, ended up winning on on the globe and it is the hollywood foreign press 
So they love giving awards to uh, foreign people if they could. But a lot of uh, and what I'll add also for that for um, can I just say that the Hollywood's foreign press, uh, their apology, quote unquote, that they had, you know, just them kind of. You know, I, I felt it was very disingenuous and very, it wasn't even a minute. It was literally won't even a minute. And they just said, Hey, we will do better until sure. next time. It, it was like, okay, tell us steps or like what your guys will be doing to pre be proactive on that. Because after, you know, don't make it feel hollow and rehearsed. That is all I wanted to ask. And I feel like they could have done so much better in order to make sure that they are trying to take necessary steps into issue diversity. And they're completely, uh, very, how do we say this? Um, uh, uh, uh uh <clears throat> let's just call it very uh vanilla um yeah membership they have yeah i mean i don't i don't think it was ever rehearsed i think it's a case of we should really do something with people yelling out there to go boycott us it's like we need to say we're going to say exactly. something and then um, just come up on stage on the zoom call and say something i don't That's think they planned was. any i don't they definitely didn't plan anything by the sounds of it no, they, I think Poehler, they wrote it that day. Even Amy Poehler and Tina Fey threw them under the bus in their monologue. Monologue. I know, and I think yeah, I mean, yeah, they're getting paid. I, yeah, I think that I, I think that was probably the bigger thing that they made to decide to do something straight after that monologue. It's like, well, shit, um, we didn't expect them to say that. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 that is possible. I do think they might have. They might have. That seemed very like they they knew they chose their words carefully, and I feel like they at least wrote it that day. It doesn't yeah. feel like obviously that it was not that that what they wrote was not even a week old because that stuff really broke and started to snowball like a few days before that happened. So they had to rush and do something. But yeah, anyway, uh, for me for myself for what I think would be the best speech and okay, so this isn't even um, <laughs> this is not even uh. uh a, a movie it's tv what i want to say is i love i love the moment of john boyega's like i'm just wearing my sweats underneath this which i think is the biggest 2020 cap of anything because that's what we've been doing because let's be honest how many people were just wearing their sweats when they were in zoom calls so i really appreciated that but also another big shout out i wanted to say uh is to um the 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 double win of emma corin as someone who loves the crown and josh o'connor uh, the seeing having them both win and thank them thanking each other when they, that occurred. And then I think it was a really sweet moment, especially considering if you look over at Olivia Coleman, she was like, yes. And I love, who doesn't love Olivia Coleman? I love Olivia yeah. Coleman. Yeah. Um, and then, but for movie side, my absolutely favorite win was Andre day, Andrew day. I need to go back and check, but just to see her win because she genuinely seemed shocked and she was on the verge of tears. She was just kind of like, this is an amazing moment. And I was over there kind of still reeling from the fact of like, we did not predict this. We did not predict this at all. And this was actually coming to fruition, which I think is a really big testament to how th th this, there's still, still, it feels like an open race. Cause she doesn't have sag and this could easily, you know, go her way with the Oscar at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and actually that reminds me to, I think it was, it was either last year or the year before when Olivia Coleman took Beck Glenn Close um, for the favorite, because I don't think none of us, we didn't predict that either um, when that happened. So, mm -hmm. And it was pretty much the same kind of emotional speech that, uh, because she just didn't expect to win. And the thing and is, didn't Olivia Coleman win BAFTA? And the, and the thing is, Malcolm. Who do you knock out and put Andrew Day in for best actress in for your Oscars now? Because now your best actress race is so packed. 
you got to knock somebody out to put Andrew Day in. And who, who I mean, it's going to be someone's going to get snubbed for best actress. I'll tell you that right now. Well, maybe two people could get snubbed for best actress if you look at your uh, gold derby here. No, it's going to be. A- if you have to knock somebody out, and I don't. Well, I haven't watched the movie. It's still, my watch it's on Netflix. I think it's Vanessa Kirby, and I'm going to tell you why. Because that movie's her and herself only for any category. That's the that's the one you knock out just out of possibility. You're not going to knock Which... out. Uh, even Who? Rosamund Pike has a chance. That's right on now. Rosamund Pike, uh, Maria Bakalova. 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 Yeah, for. Uh, She's supporting her. Can, can get us a uh, nomination for whatever. Well, it's not best actor, right? She's not yeah, she's supporting. Actor. She's supporting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yes, yeah, so I think she's supporting in the Oscars. Yeah, but, but like, still. I see, yeah, I see Rosamund Pike and I say, well, she got a nomination a couple of years ago. We all love her. Like, she, she could easily get one for kind of, BAFTA. Yeah, and she probably will. And she's going to get steam and somebody has to push. And you say, Andrew Day? She just goes the Golden Globe. People like her speech. This is a campaign. This is politics at, at the end of all. What, the, one watch, what, the one I think could get uh, eliminated and knocked out is uh, Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a yep. Woman. And I think that was just an unbe- unbelievable performance when I saw that movie and I heard, heard the buzz. Oh, great. And then now with Andrew Day getting the Globe and, and, and – uh, um, Rosman Pike getting mm, Vanessa Kirby's not looking as good. No, and I, mean, I, I think this yeah. is the time for her to like. I think Vanessa Kirby, while I love her performance so much, the film doesn't have anything else. But I think if Andre Day, some uh, the film needs to get a little bit more under the line as well, too. I would say, yeah. uh, and if it, because I don't know how well it did it for BAFTA shortlist, I need to double check that, but I know it didn't do great. And if Vanessa Kirby can build. A lot of nominations. There's a full possibility that you know she could be safe as just a, a default nomination. But let's not forget Taron Edgerton, who got everything that he needed to get, but still missed out on the Oscar uh, nomination. Oh, go ahead, Malcolm. Uh, yeah, um, that was about to say. Is, um, for me, I've still got um, Vanessa Kirby sort of hanging in there. Um, for me, it's um, I can't remember who actually did knock out, but. Oh yeah, that's uh, um for me. I think Amanda Seyfried might um might be she's supporting. knocked she's out. Supporting I, I mean, she's supporting. I thought yeah. she was um yeah. supporting. The big the big ones in Best Actress are Frances McDormand, Viola Davis, Carrie Mulligan, Vanessa Kirby, Rosamund Pike, Andrew Day. That's seven, I believe. I counted seven, seven vying, seven that are currently vying for a five. for five spots. And right now, you probably could what? Throw in a if they wanted to go all out crazy. If you have Life Ahead also winning um, for song from Diane Warren, you could also have uh, uh, Sophia Loren, Loren, the famous, mm. come in and get a surprise nomination for a cat for the Academy. Mm. I don't know. Um, but I'm not sure exactly what to expect because this is a bloodbath, honestly, when it's going to come down to it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, moving along, anyone at last minute thoughts on the Golden Globes? No. Good. Going once, going twice. Sold. Okay. So 
the Golden Globes we've had recently are like one of the first indicators when it comes to a big award show. But right now, tonight are the Critics' Choice Awards. And while we're not going to go into every category, um, uh, I want to just highlight um, the fact that this week is full of like nominations galore. We have some of the big ones coming out. We have DGA, PGA, BAFTA, AS, AC, mm, ASC. Um, so this is going to be like a this is going to be a big week when it comes to nominations and I'm looking forward to seeing what that turns out, uh, to be, um, specifically for like, you know, uh, uh, um, PGA. Um, so specifically for like for PGA, what are you looking for? Uh, Dan, what are some things you could be surprised by when it comes to the PGA coming out, uh, this week? Producers guild awards. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. You know, producers sometimes will go for the flashy movie that, the other award shows won't go for it. They'll go for like a like a comic book movie or something like that because the producers, like say Kevin Feige, in, for instance, was the producer of Endgame. You know what I mean? So they'd be, oh my god, what a great achievement by Kevin Feige to get get all this going on in Endgame. Something goofy like that. So you'd get a producer for some blockbuster, but norm. But there, what blockbusters were there? We had Tenet. So, so you I think you're gonna I think you're gonna be pretty straightforward when it comes to the producers guild awards. I don't think there's a lot of uh out of the box things that you could do. I mean I, I really I don't really have anything that I can think of that oh keep bad it words for life. Say that again, Maybe Bad words for life, maybe. Oh absolutely, uh -huh. yeah. You know it. I, they're going to get that nomination, and we're just going to be like, "Wow, I can't believe this is the front runner now." Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I would think movies like Mank for the producer would be a good one because that is a an achievement if you look at what they're the movie made out of a ended up being the greatest movie, but to turn it to black and white and the costumes and to make it sound like a nineteen fifties or forties movie and and all that stuff that's a that's an achievement. For, for those type of people, whoever the producers are on, on Mank, you know, I mean, but other than that, I, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I can't really think of uh, anything. So what I'm expecting a lot is this could be the time Judas and the black Messiah uh, and stuff like uh, um, news of the world. Those two things are things that I can easily see the producers guild going for. And that could lift their, lift them up tremendously, which could like, you know, Oh, we can't forget Helena Zingle, uh, the child actress from uh, uh, news of the world. She's also in contention for getting SAG and a golden globe nomination for best actress. Uh, or it's a or it's supporting actress. It could be very it's supporting actress, isn't it? Excuse yeah. me. Well, let's not forget she could also be in supporting actress, which is also in and of itself, you know, because let's not forget um, uh, uh, for the Marta Martanian, um, Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster is not nominated for SAG. Yeah. So this could be a weird fluke or this could be like watch out for her just kind of building momentum after this for some other things. But I think this could be PGA's time uh, for to nominate something that's kind of a larger production value. As you said, like maybe a tenant. Um, but I think News of the World could possibly get a bigger boost from this um what about you uh malcolm what are some stuff you expect to see besides like you know the nomad land or trial of the chicago seven or promising young woman etc yeah i mean i i don't really have any expectations with the producer's guild award really but um there's just like nothing like that i can sort of think of the top of my head that would be a big surprise I, that's not a ridiculous option like um 
I mean, maybe they give some love to the Ray Ray Beck. Um, I don't know. So, um, what I'm thinking, what I'm thinking right now is that. Uh, with the possibility of what the producers guild is going to have, there's no big blockbusters this year besides like maybe that, as I said before, tenant to really kind of get their to get their sink their teeth into. Like, there's always like maybe a year like you'll have a quiet place, maybe make it in for the producers guild when that made it in. You'll have days of like you'll have well, days. You'll have like years when you're gonna have um, um, what made it in last year was it like um, Ford v uh, Ferrari? Uh, Ford v Ferrari. That also got a nomination for director. Seventeen. Those, True. Those, yeah, those were great those, productions. Yeah, it's usually not the independent movies. If you will say so, it's usually the 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 movie that stu- the studio chooses to push. Like, you know, the that mid range sixty million, a hundred million dollar movie that it's not the it's the four B Ferrari, the nineteen seventeen, the Argos, the you know, you can go the Dunkirks. That's what I think Danny's saying. Like it's probably uh, not gonna go. Well, Black Panther is different, but it's not. It's yeah. not the not the Mission Impossible. You you know those movies up to two hundred or million. It just really, it just didn't happen this year. Yeah, it, it didn't. At last, at last year's producer school awards. Um, there wasn't it didn't there wasn't any any surprise, but all of the ones that were nominated had some kind of appearance at the Oscars. Because you had nine seventeen, four V Ferrari, Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Knives Out, Little Woman, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasites. Because yeah, I, mean, I mean Endgame wasn't even nominated, so you have to go back. They all have a, a very particular production value to them that, mm-hmm. that set them all apart individually. But even but um, what did, didn't Kevin Feige get some kind of life achievement award or something like that for the? Ooh, producer? That's a great question. I thought he did. I thought there was something to do with Kevin Feige at the producer because I, I I could be wrong, but I, I just I, I, nope, nothing to do with Kevin Feige at all. All right. Oh well. But I was saying you have to go back to two years ago when we had Crazy Rich Asians and A Quiet Place both in movies that probably were not going to get nominated for uh, Best Picture Oscar, but they had their chances because they were larger films that were you know highly produced uh, that were made a lot of uh, money, made a lot of made a lot of money, and like what really made a lot of money? Tenant didn't make a lot of money. Um, it's like what do you judge by that this yeah, this year? You, um, you really can't judge that that much. Uh, I mean, oh, yeah, I mean. Like if they go to nominate the one that made the most money last year, and they'll be bad boys for life. You're right. <laughs> so, January movie won the box office. Holy moly! No, uh, and what about what about you, Abe? Any thoughts on the producer skill and what you think we we could expect? Because by this time this goes up, the nominations will already been announced. But uh, I want to uh, hear exactly you what you I we could expect. We, we're gonna get what you know that. Uh, crossover between Golden Globes and Critic Show is like I don't see any surprises coming in because as we have mentioned many times right now there's nothing big has come on like you know that quality blockbuster that usually comes out like and it's usually like you know each studio has his horse in, its horse in the race like, like looking last year uh, Lionsgate had uh, Knives Out and then uh Search like had Jojo Rabbit and 20 Century had Ford Ferrari and Netflix had Merch Story and the Irishman. Like there's that there's that big horse for each studio and there's there's not like that because I don't know how many movies each studio has come out, but as you mentioned at the beginning of this conversation, uh I would expect news of the war because it's the Sonic movie that has been pushed. 
Well, they so I wouldn't be surprised if that happens, but I, I don't see any surprises coming, honestly. I can expect what we have been seeing yeah. for the whole nomination since the critical, critical awards have, have been given. I mean, one thing that I can think of that could be a um, surprise nomination um, is I would be surprised if Mulan somehow gets in. There's, oh no! I mean, look, I mean, it, I mean, it's good. Like Dad said, this could be a big surprise, and I think if you're going to go for a blockbuster, then uh, Mulan, even though it was a streaming movie, is would be a, a big surprise for that reason. I don't think it's going to get much love at the Oscars, um, but this is one Costumes? that could sneak into producers. It was a very great production. It's, it's a three hundred budget, a million budget movie, and the production overall oh. is was very big and very flashy in the costumes and all that stuff. So, Malcolm, you're right. I mean, it did make did it make its money back? Did Mulan make its money back? Or they, I don't, I don't think they ever released the numbers. See, that is the, that is. Go ahead, Malcolm. Um, I mean, they must have had some success with the premier access, which is. Because they don't get again with Raya, yeah. um, but mm-hmm. from what I, but Raya is also in cinemas as well, so that is a different thing. Because Mulan was only in cinemas in China, and it did not do well in China. So, <laughs> and this is the thing: box office has obviously not been not the same since. Like I remember, I forgot what it was. I think it was in March. Disney and Paramount, or it might be might be Paramount. I can't remember if it's Universal. Paramount or not. Universal. Universal. Like they start, they stopped giving like box office returns they didn't tell you what what it was and it wasn't only until they started to give their premiere access where they started to give that back again and i'm not even sure if it's the same thing what they used to do so box office is by no means the same thing that it has been and i don't think it's going to be until like you know until like the summer of this year so i would just you know i i wouldn't give a lot of credence to the fact of you know Oh, did this thing make its money back? We don't know. No one will probably know. This is a weird period this past year. We won't know if something has made its money back really until we can guess, but really until like, you know, the, the companies, they will know. And that's about might be it. But if, yeah. but uh, I think for thinking of any productions, I'm putting my money basically upon um, what um, tenant might be able to rake up for producers. Do I think it's going to get it? No, it might be more traditional but this year, but we're not going to get it. We're not going to get a Deadpool or Wonder Woman like we've gotten in the years past. Well, I did think about one invisible man could that's a good circle good wagon around invisible man. That was an incredible production overall and it made money and people are still talking about invisible man a year later. So you never know. Mm-hmm. I mean it's it's going to be one of those ones because just like we talk about bad boys for life, um it that is really early in the year. So whether it's whether the producers are still going to remember it to nominate it is the other thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, who knows? This is an unprecedented year, as we know. So I'm excited to see exactly what on earth happens this week when it comes to nominations. Uh, before we wrap up, we're not going to go through all the BAFTA nominations, but um, uh, we'll kind of, well, let's talk about DGA because DGA is really just a couple, it's just a couple of things real fast. Uh, Cause by the, by the time we get this done, BAFTA will have already been announced. Um, so, at least possibly i don't know we're gonna find out we'll react to it regardless so give us a little bit more for dga uh we'll start with uh um uh, abe 
for DGA, you're going to have uh, a lot of different people fighting for that uh, spot. But do you think that's going to be like a tr- traditional five? Like we know Chloe Zhao is going to make it. Uh, we know that Aaron Sorkin's probably going to make it. Sorry, Abe. Uh, we know that um, David um, Fincher is uh, probably going to make it specifically, probably with the Directors Guild. Uh, maybe Emerald Fennel probably might be making it as well. What are some other people do you think that are going to be in the conversation that I may not have asked about? Or do you think someone uh, uh, from those four is not going to make it? I wouldn't discount well more than making it. I think it's still like a six, seven horse race, but I wouldn't discount Spike Lee because well, it's Spike Lee. And he got well deserved. Uh also Regina King, I don't see her as strong as because we thought one in Miami may win some awards. Well, in the Golden Globes, in the Golden Globe, we'll see in the critics' choice. Like she may not like that movie may not have gone in the steam it required like to get more nominations. But uh, I will expect uh, I think there's three at least three logs for nomination, which is Fincher, Sorkin, and and uh, Shao. So, I still cannot pronounce. So, I, I don't think it's like a four-course race for two more places. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, usually uh, DGA goes for that I guess junk director we would call it, like, like it happened with Lion a couple of years ago. I wouldn't be shocked at all if Emerald Fennecal is him. She's been getting more nominations, but uh, oh, yeah. I honestly will predict her right now. I think she'll get the DJ, maybe even the Oscar nomination. Yeah. But I would, I think the what's the name of the director for Minari? Minari? Uh, Lee Isaac Lee, 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 I would not be surprised if he's also nominated. I wouldn't be shocked at all. I think there's a big, I think it's probably gonna get the nomination for Best Picture Minari, so I think that DJ nomination could come. That's a good choice. Uh, Malcolm, what about you for you? What do you see for the direct, for DGA um, happening? Yeah, so I think we're going to see like Aaron Sorkin, Finch, uh, and all, all the usual ones in, um, in, in there. Um, they've got two categories for do, and you've got feature film and they've got first time feature film. So I think we're going to see Emerald Fennel get into first time feature film. I don't know if there's a lot of crossover between feature film and first time so i think that's how spike lee gets into the feature film one maybe um i don't know if minari was lee isaac young's um first time so i don't know where he would fall if he gets in i wouldn't be surprised if i mean the one i wouldn't be surprised if misses out would be stalking um but I would be surprised if they knock Sorkin out just to get, like, um, Lee Isaac in there. Just as a heads up, Lee Isaac uh, Chung has, in fact, directed other movies before. This is not his directorial debut, so he would not right. be able to do that. But I yeah. I think you're right, Malcolm. This is a We can't forget also now that they, they have the um, uh, first-time uh, uh, feature film director nominee or award at the DGA. And I think that that's, might be Emerald Fennel's it, 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 it's it's definitely Emerald's first one. Um, yes. Yeah, I, I, and Regina King. So you could probably get them out of the other category, put them in that category, and that would make room for other people in the other category. Mm-hmm. So Dan, what about for you? What do you see for DGA? Yeah, I mean, you got to look at the movies that they're the their potential for Oscar um, nominations for the director, like a Shaka King or somebody. Uh, for for uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, uh, something like that, but also uh, Paul, uh, Paul Greengrass, like you guys have mentioned, and 
uh, for uh, News of the World. That that he is a director that has put out great film after great film after great film. He really makes the bad film. So that's a, a guy that you could think could sneak in there. You know, those are a couple that I have that maybe. No, and Paul Greengrass is a very consistent filmmaker. While his films may not always be like, wow, the pinnacle of filmmaking, um, there are there are a couple in my opinion, but most people would agree that he's a very good director. And I think that maybe this would be like a, hey, Paul, come on in again. Because um, what's the last DGA nomination that he got? I'm going to check that right now while I'm talking. So I'm going to keep stalling. Uh, but for DGA, I think this is like, you're going to have, I think you're going to have Chloe Zhao. Oh, wow. There you go. What'd you say, um, man? I couldn't hear Abe. Captain, Captain Phillips, Phoenix. you said right, Abe? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Captain Phillips. Oh, yeah. Great film. Last DGA. Um, wow, that was that long ago? Wow. Um, but, yeah, no, I think that could be a time for him to get uh, that nomination once again. Um, I, um, I, think, I think we can all say Chloe Zhao, David Fincher, and Aaron Sorkin? Or are we not going to say Aaron Sorkin? We're we not going to agree I, with that. I'd say Aaron Sorkin. I'd, I'd I think he's going to default. Yeah. Aim. Yeah. yeah Malcolm. I mean, he's one that I wouldn't be surprised if misses out. To be honest, um, this is true. He could miss. But who do you put you in? Replace them. DGA can uh, throw I mean, in a wrench. Well, I mean, like like you said, Shaka King could make it in, um, and. That's not his and it's not his first movie. He's only had one other movie before this, so he can't get into the first time once. So and I mean it's it's one of those ones that um Jews and Backstone might benefit from only just coming out too because it's fresh in people's minds. So yeah. there's oh. I think at the end of the day, the only safe one out of all of them that we can agree on is uh, Chloe Zhao. Um, she's yeah. the one that I think we're almost all in agreement on that she's definitely going to make it. I yeah. mean, she's got the momentum as well for her globe. And, um, so. so deserving. So very, very deserving. Great. Also acceptance speech from her twice. Um, uh, and I'm trying to think uh, what else. You know, Emerald Finnell's in the conversation. Regina King, we can't forget about. And I think this might be a yeah, Shaka King would be a good uh, addition. Lee Isaac Chung, as you were saying. Abe, uh, and I think we just need to keep an eye out. And as you said, Dan, Regina King, someone we don't want to, you know, sleep on. Uh, and Paul Greengrass specifically. There's a lot of directors, and this could probably shape up the race for who they're going to be. Because I think you're always going to the D. I think there's always going to be four, at least from my knowledge, four that are going to translate to the Oscars, and then there's always a fifth one they might throw in in the wrench, and that might be Paul Greengrass, that might be Lee Isaac Chung, or that might be um, Chaka King. We don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, it's one of those ones like when you, I think. Look at the Oscars. I think the combination is usually um, at least three or four from um, feature film, and then maybe some of the first-time feature films slip into there as well. So, mm -hmm. I I still I think you we're probably going to see Emerald Fennel nominated at the Oscars. Um, I mean, yeah. I, confidently, almost I could say is that. If anyone's going to translate, it's going to be fin Emerald Fennel and Regina King. Because I know that for that, those are the two that have, you know, that have this is their first film and they've gotten annual praise for it. But if I had to pick one, I think Emerald Fennel might be the one too, because Promising Young Woman has that momentum that it's just regained. Um, so I could see totally see that happening. But they could both one, make it in. Who knows? One Night Miami is losing a little bit of steam, but it's still highly praised. Oh yeah, it should be. It could be. It could be the Irishman of this year. 
um, where mm. it just gets a lot of nominations or it gets a lot and it gets a lot of praise, but it's not the same as it once was. That's yeah. just a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we're going to wrap up right now. So uh, Baker Mayfield, where can they find you if not on the field? You can find me on State Farm commercials. I don't know. It's progressive. Sure, you're not Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's progressive commercials outside the Paul Brown Stadium, I think it's what it's called. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at AbrahamF25, and that's it. I don't want you to follow me anywhere else. And Richie McCall, where can they find you if you're not playing for the All Blacks? Well, you can't find me on the field because um, Richie's a bit retired. <laughs> well, has he already re- is he retired? Yeah. Um, uh, well, never mind then. But, Go ahead. Um, but you can find me on um, Tape Food Productions hosting Random every Saturday night. Um, next week's topic is going to be top 12 Chris Evans movies. Um, you can find me over on Full Metal hosting Full Metal Classic on Sundays and Full Metal Random um, on Tuesdays or sometime in the week anyway. It's always random. And Dan, where can I find you? You can always find me at Disappointment Media where I write. Uh, I'm a critic for DisappointmentMedia.com. Uh, all kinds of reviews. Also, my own blog uh, from the fourth row at WordPress.com or social media, Dan Skip Allen on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Yes, I still do Pinterest. And you can find me at Twitter at Cine underscore man. That's C-I-N-E underscore M-A-N-N as well as here hosting Gone with the Wind and my YouTube channel, Manning Franks. Very easy to find for video for video essays and the like. Also, fun fact, apparently there's usually, besides two times, since they've had the first time film feature or the first time feature film award, they have had one person who has been nominated for the feature film translate to the first time. Last year it was, or, or I guess uh, two years ago, it was Bradley Cooper, known from last year. Uh, the year before that, it was uh, uh, Jordan Peele for Get Out. The year before that, it was Garth Davis for Lion. So there's always usually one person, say for like a couple times. So look out for that Emerald Fennel or Regina King in my mind. Um, so putting money on that down, not really. I'm broke. Thank you all for watching this episode, listening to this episode of Gone with the Wind. I will see you all next time for this quickie episode. And hopefully by this time, this the coming week will be utterly crazy. Bananas with nominations. Thank you all. Have a great rest of your day.